Horizontal asymptote. Looks. What do they have in common? We'll find out more in this episode of So About Yesterday. What's going on, beautiful people of the internet? Uh, well, I want to welcome you guys to another amazing episode of So About Yesterday. If you're watching us on YouTube, or if you're not, we implore you to go to our So About Yesterday YouTube page, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and hit the like and subscription and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, watch it? your pretty faces. You yes. Watch your so, face. Listen, yeah, so, hate, uh, watch, su- subscribe, or fuck off. Yes. Now, you may see a very new face on the bottom left corner of your screen uh we have the beautiful danny uh see i don't want to put your government name out there but i want to welcome you danny to the show so how are you i'm well how's everyone doing tonight we are great great employed. sarah jonathan (laughs) how are you guys great great. uh i would say thriving fuck fuck you taking my shit yes i wish i could I'm married, but uh, you guys are feeling good. Everyone's feeling good. Driving. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, tonight's gonna be an interesting one. Um, it just feels good. Uh, I got like a long weekend ahead of me, and then soon I'll be shooting out to Houston for a little bit, guys. So. Oh wow! To go see SpaceX. You're gonna go to to SpaceX or space SpaceX? Yeah, I mean Tesla is in. Tesla, yeah. Tesla yeah, has one Texas. of their launch pads out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll go to that. Oh, yeah, just tell, for you, okay. Chance. <laughs> yeah, tell Elon I said yeah, hello. Put it, put it on the list. And, you know, yeah. Put it on the list. I was just thinking barbecue drinking. It's St. Patty's uh, Day when I land. So That's right, St. Patty's. That's right. That's coming up. For those of you who are listening. Yeah, you, you know, all, know. The, all of the Irish people in Texas. And I, actually, I'm, I'm 15% <laughs> Irish. You did the, yeah? the fucking yeah, uh, the thing? Yeah, 15% The DNA? Yeah, I'm 50% black Irish. Chance so just took a DNA test. That's why I love some potatoes. That's why I love... But you man. can't handle your liquor for shit. Well, I'm getting... <laughs> anyway, Danny... Uh, <laughs> just uh, thank you for just coming last minute. Sarah, thank you so much for showing your face. I know both of you amazing ladies have... Uh, I'm trying to do this awkward segue. You guys have Showing some uh, st- some stories to share with us. Uh, and this is something that a lot of people hear about, talk about, really don't talk about, but think about. And this is the best and the safest space that we can kind of speak our truth. So um, in this episode, we're really exploring what does it mean to really be beautiful? All right? So... You have different ways of understanding what beauty is because beauty is an eye of the beholder. But as we know, um, it's different strokes for different folks. So I'm going to have Sarah just kind of segue us into this. Yeah, I was going to say, I really wanted to do this episode. Uh, I brought up this idea. um, So just to give kind of a background as to why. 
I have struggled with an eating disorder. Um, I was anorexic and bulimic for about 12 years. I would say in the last year or two, um, it's been uh, way way more managed um, and being better about making myself healthy and not being as concerned um, and using, you know, my self-esteem issues and my anxiety uh, to induce um, either vomiting or stop myself from eating. Um, So my background is on my charts in, I've worked with doctors in the past. I've never gone to like, um, rehab or anything in, in the sense of, um, even, you know, trying to fix per se the eating disorder or get better. Um, but it was more so like just quitting cold Turkey on, uh, cigarettes. Um, you just try to stop doing it, um, all on my own, but also while seeing a therapist telling my internist, um, all of my you know doctors that I have, like, Hey, I've struggled with bulimia in the past like even like dentists like hey is probably why i can't hold my jaw open for a very long time while you're working on putting a crown in or something like just because there are so many side effects of that and what enraged me this week is that i over the last couple of years because i have been trying to get better mentally um i have gained weight uh, especially during the pandemic as well. I think a lot of people have felt that um, staying home, being more sentient, not really getting out and doing things like we've all gained a little weight. But over time, um, I would say at least in the last couple of years, I've maybe put on 50 pounds from what my typical uh, weight is so just in general. Um, but what what really kind of hits the straw on the can- camel's back when I talk to people or people talk to me or going to a doctor, going to services rendered, like um, it is always a conversation. It is always a conversation of, have you tried to lose weight? Like, do you, um, do, you do any diets? Do you want to join um this group with us do you want to it is always a constant conversation this has even been since probably as 15 or so you know maybe maybe we could go on this diet or try this thing or lose weight and get in shape and it is always a conversation so the reason and long story short of why i was so upset this week is that in my email i received from my doctor's office a email and i'm going to share my screen of what i have if it'll allow me window boom beautiful um maybe it won't work but whatever if you're listening then you can listen and i'll kind of synopsis this i got an email from my doctor's office that asked me if i would be uh considering being a healthier self by taking control of my weight because I haven't reached any weight loss goals and opting for bariatric surgery. Um, And while I think that this could definitely be an option for some people, what enraged me was that I have a very serious past of an eating disorder. And 
I will admit that I definitely could stand to lose 50 to 60 pounds, but I am nowhere near obesity to the point of it being extremely unhealthy. Oh, thank you for pulling it up. Uh, I don't want to put my, maybe we'll blur it out and post. I don't want to put my doctor's office on blast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what, I don't know what the, uh, (laughs) is zooming in. I don't know what the, um, suing abilities are but uh, i just the reason being is that it's asking if i would like to consider being at a healthier me and i wanted to discuss amongst all of us to open up and look at what healthy means healthy doesn't always mean thin healthy means that you're treating your body correctly I don't think it always is so black and white. And I think that when we are looking at things like surgery, I think that there could be, I'm not taking a shit on bariatric surgery. I I just think that it is not always necessarily the right option and the tone deafness of marketing by a medical board is just mind blowing to me. And I kind of wanted to know, if you guys have any questions as both you know, guys and Danny, I know you have some background with this as well. So that's kind of where I wanted to open it up to. So before, uh, when you saw that email, where was your mindset? I, I started crying. <laughs> um, I have been switching um, antidepressants. So my emotions have already been a little uh, all over the place, but my mindset was that I had to then remember that I am overweight, that I am not good enough. Why would my boyfriend even like me? Why all these things that like I I had this small voice in my head for years telling me you're not good enough. You're too fat, even when I was extremely thin and not healthy whatsoever, that all just constant hate on myself. And it opened up that that thought process again is super triggering because now a medical a doctor's office is telling me that you are fat and you need to be thinner and thinner equals being healthy. And I just started, I was crying for a couple hours just because I couldn't hold that weight, I, you know, as a pun. But I, there was a lot of, <laughs> it was a lot of feelings all to, brought up again by the fact. To deal with all that, to know, like, all this background that you have in it and that they don't know. And then this forces that out of you. That makes you look at yourself like all the work I've been doing and everything I've been focused on on myself now you're medically telling me that I'm not fit, I'm not healthy. Yes. That, that that is a shitty feeling. Um, Danny, like, do you have any any like any take on this, or how, so, if you want to explain how you view these things? About uh, July first, twenty twenty, I actually got a bariatric surgery. I did get the VSG. I got the gastric sleeve. Um, prior to that, I really didn't know much about it. I actually found out about the whole process through Instagram. There's this really large community. So um, I was kind of just like looking through it. And I want to say 
mid 2019, I kind of started going to like a nutritionist. Um, just the background on me, I do have PCOS. I had sleep apnea. I was pre-diabetic. So they were like, you're going to be a good candidate for it, you know, just kind of, but it wasn't the first thing my doctor suggested. It was kind of like, let's try this. Let's try that. I tried keto, um, which I did lose weight. But, you know, once you start eating carbs again, it's like it comes right back and it comes back even harder. You're gaining even more weight than what you lost. Um, So I kind of was just like, all right, I, I need to do something about this. So I was going to nutritionist, doing what I had to do. And then when the pandemic hit, I went from being a teacher walking around a building all day to kind of just being at home doing nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. just like the rest of the world. And it was my 29th birthday. And I said, I can't do this anymore. Like I I felt really shitty. Um, So I reached out to my doctor and was like, hey, like, can I set an appointment? And a month and a half later, I was getting surgery, you know, Um, my doctor like they never sent any promotional emails like that. I think that's more of like the insurance trying to get the money out of people, you know, instead of doing, let's say, let's go to a nutritionist, let's go to a dietitian, let's see what we can do, uh, what options there is before their surgery. And I think that's a lot of people, they go through that, like they're kind of pressured into it. They're like, oh, no, this is, this is not going to work. It's just like, let's go straight to the extreme. It's no it's just black or white for a lot of medical professionals. Um, I will say, you know, when I did get confirmation that I was eligible for surgery, it kind of hit me like, damn, I really let myself go. Um, But like Sarah said, you know, even as a kid, I remember being in the eighth grade, it was beginning of the school year, had to get a physical. I was 136 pounds and I'll never forget my doctor telling me like, you're fat, you need to lose weight. And I'm like, no, I'm like, well, what the hell do you mean I'm fat? Like, I'm 13 years old. And you're like, you're straight up telling me in front of my dad, like, you're fat. Um, I remember, like, going back to school, not wanting to eat, crying. Friends are like, what's going on? I'm like, guys, I'm so fat. And that same year was my eighth grade prom. And I remember my teacher even telling me, like, you look, you know, you have the perfect dress for the perfect body. Your body is perfect. And I was like, like, okay, yeah, whatever. We get it. Like, all right, Gina Tori. Like, all right. But, you know, you start thinking about it. And it's so much more different for women than it is for men right like um i know like in the latino culture we're very very much like it's about looks and when even for babies right like a baby is not chunky they're not healthy or and then you know when you're older it's like okay you gotta be slim and you have to have you know the coke bottle body and then for Mm -hmm. men it's like oh, my son's not fat. He's strong. I'm like, no. I'm like, okay, why is it? Why is that different? Like, why is it that my brother is considered fuerte and I'm considered like, you you need to stop eating. Like, why is my brother being served an extra portion of rice? And it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have rice today, you know? Um, so it's something that definitely since a child, I was kind of like faced with like, you're too big. You need to start losing weight. Um, boys are not going to look at you if you look like that. Um, and then as I got older, like that kind of always was stuck in my head like okay boys are not gonna like me if I'm this certain weight and when I was bigger I felt like I had to allow people to treat me however they wanted to because that's what I was Mm. worthy of um so like even dating was really hard you know when I was bigger I mean it's still hard because now it's kind of like well damn do you like me just because I'm thinner like I'm still the same funny and cute person I was before so like the only difference now is that I'm thinner 
Um, I really, I really agree with that because all my younger years, elementary school, middle school, sometimes high school, and I was even bullied in college, I was always made fun of for being fat. And even when I was 120 or 30 pounds at 5'4", which is pretty thin, I was still made fun of for being fat and still judging myself internally about whether guys liked me. Um, I was always considered like the friend and not the hot one. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it constantly, you're always thinking about it. And I, I agree too, where I honestly, I got, even when I gained weight, I got a, a lot of ass. <laughs> Men still found me attractive, but I didn't. And the reason of that as well is that even though I was dating guys and them finding me attractive, I was never the one that they wanted to date. I was never the one that they wanted to scream from the rooftops to look at right. this hot mama on my arm. And that also played into all of the self-esteem of well, maybe I, maybe it's because I'm fat because people mm -hmm. all my life have been telling me I'm fat and the interesting thing for my story is my parents never were, uh, I don't have a background. My parents are great. They never, you know, they always lifted me up. They always told me I'm beautiful and look good. And so I had a good home life, but I, it was everyone outside of my home that was constantly pushing me down over and over. So it was still the na the nurture of it but it wasn't coming from the home do you think it's more of like society pushes you to look at things differently because like you said family did it but we know as hispanics family is gonna be family fuck yeah. it i don't give a fuck mm -hmm. what they say but i feel as though like what makes people go that route or or go savage route is is the community that you have around you the people that you have around you do you feel as though the environment affect you for for Danny, like, did you feel as though maybe the environment affected you? I know Sarah, you said you was bullied, but yeah. was there something other than like when you said you was at home and you was working from home? Was there other things that are at play that that drove you to like make that decision? Because it's it's a from my understanding, because I know a friend who's going through it. Um, I know it's a big thing. Like you have to not eat uh, solids for a while. Uh, you got to cut out drinking. You got to understand you may not be able to drink uh, any seltzer or, or carbonated drinks anymore. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, you, you're a cheap date, but like you won't be able to, to fully enjoy things like you yeah. used to. And think about the time frame that you're taking out of your life to be able to do this because there's the recovery. There's everything you have to go through. I right? think for like for me, I know for like prior, I didn't have to do too much of like the post, like the pre-op stuff. Um, but it was more like, I still wasn't enjoying my time with my friends because I was worried about, man, I'm not going to look good in this picture as I'm going to be the biggest person in this picture. Um, mm -hmm. so like prior to, like, I don't really, I didn't have a lot of pictures like with friends or videos or any of that. Cause it'd be like, no, I don't put me in any of that stuff because I'm, I know that I'm going to, I'm going to look like the biggest person in the room. Um, uh -huh. you know, like when friends are going shopping, I was like, no, I'm just going to do my online, online shopping. I didn't want to go yeah. shopping. I didn't like, I didn't enjoy experiences for different reasons. 
like I wasn't enjoying experiences because I was always so worried about being the biggest person in the room. And now it's funny because, you know, during the recovery, I was like, damn, everyone, like the world was opening up. I was like, everybody's outside and here I am inside because I can't catch COVID, you know, like, so I was like, damn, my friends, it was summertime. People were out drinking. And I was like, oh, I miss it. But then I was, you know, I was like, whatever. Like, it's a sacrifice that I'm going to make and I'm going to feel better about it. But now when people are inviting me out, it, it's like people that never invited me out before. Like, oh, we should hang out sometime. Let's catch up. I'm like, no, let's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like now that I now that I'm going to look good in your pictures and now that I can do things that you do with your other friends you want to hang out with me like mm, keep that same energy don't no 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 mm-hmm. um because i've always been the same person personality wise so mm. like my weight shouldn't have affected that to any extent you know um but outside factors it's not even just home but the tv shows we watch i never even heard of like anorexia and believe even from like my parents my parents were like yeah you know if you throw up you're gonna lose weight like that was on tv like when i was a kid watching degrassi you yeah. know like you know, yeah. you know that one girl yeah. she was she was she had her anorexia and i was like damn like people do that um it was like you know outside at school when the girls were talking about going shopping i'd be like i you know when girls were borrowing each other's clothes i was like oh no i'm gonna have to just couldn't borrow my sister's clothes i would have to be like mom i need i need to buy a pair of leggings and it can't be a size small because my ass is gonna be shown to everyone in school you know so it uh, has a lot to do with the outside, but I think it also has to do with just the culture that we have here. Like, um, you know, even little girls, I, I do work in a school. I have five and six-year-olds who are in kindergarten, first grade, and they they will say, like, I, I'm no, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I ate too much during breakfast. I'm like, mm. girl, if you do not eat. And it's, and it's weird because it's just, it's never my boys. It's always my girls who are like, no, I'm not hungry. No, because my mom says that my pants don't, my pants are too tight because I'm gaining too much weight. Wow. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, we are not doing that. Like, no, you're not. We're not doing that. Um, I also think like now with kids and even with ourselves, it's, we've been stuck at home for two years, right? Like mm-hmm. we're coming up on the two year anniversary yeah. of, it's going to be two weeks to flatten the curve. And now it's like, that's crazy. Like everyone, everyone is changing. Um, I think some people did make the conscious effort to kind of get it together. And if you didn't, that's fine. Like people are going through shit. We get it. But I think our culture has a lot to do with it. I don't think it's just at home. I think what we watch, mm-hmm. the people that others idolize, right? Kardashians. They got those washboard ads. Yeah. Um, you've never seen a Victoria's Secret show with with anyone who looks like you or I. Like everyone is, a and you can you can see how society changes too. In the sense that, like, I noticed when I was younger, I have a big butt, <laughs> and so no matter what, if I lost like all, if I mm-hmm. you know shrunk down to one thirty again, I still have a bigger butt. So like clothes and things like that. But in when I was in elementary school, that like <clears throat> I was made fun of constantly. I hated having the type of body shape, almost like a pear shape that I have. And I, I hated it. And then as like you're saying, the Kardashians, as society started to change with yeah. we all deem good looking, I was like, oh, well, I guess it's good to have a 
good thing big butts are in now. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. because during the 2000s, I, right. I could absolutely not wear low-rise jeans. Mm. They would not fit on my. I could. I can't wear low-rise jeans because my hips and my butt are too big, and I would be constantly pulling them up. And I, recently, I'm like, please don't bring those back. <laughs> this is too much PTSD. Always wear my pants. <laughs> give me my mom jeans I've hit 30 <laughs> but like it, it, how society picks and chooses what looks good is detrimental to our mental almost we're supposed to what box we're supposed to fit in thick with an extra Q you know because that's the way we like them and uh, believe it or not for those of you who are listening who don't know why guys like women with the fat behind or a big wide body is simply because the birth canal so basically the reason why a lot of gentlemen like a wide butt we got them childbearing hips exactly so the easier (laughs) no the wider the hips the easier the childbearing is and i was like oh i didn't even think about that but you Mm -hmm. can look it up uh, but it's, it's very cool. And another thing is, is when I was at the movie theaters in Atlanta, Georgia, I was looking at the, the women and men bathroom signs and they gave the woman curves at the AMC movie theater. Uh, yeah, on the sign. It's super cool and it's very body positive. Uh, but then when you like come that. down here to the fashion capital of the world, which is New York and That's then sick. New Jersey, New, New York, mm-hmm. everyone is kind of like a stick figure. And then that kind now- of. Translates. However, yeah. I I agree with what you're saying, but right. I will say I grew up in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and I lived in Michigan for about six years, and and I lived in New Jersey before I moved to Michigan. Mm-hmm. I out of all the places, I will say even um, from currently to uh, maybe like forty pounds ago, I've always I have gotten more praise in New Jersey. Maybe not New York, clearly not a New York ten, but uh, in New Jersey, I have, I would, I, and still sometimes, still to this day, but more so when I was younger, I get catcalled. Men would open doors for me way more often than, uh, like, but when I would go to PA and in Michigan, mm -mm. especially Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, it was more like you need to be thin, you need to like be uh, felt. And similarly with Michigan, like Michigan people are just a little like the Midwest is just statistically a little bit more uh, higher weight. Um, But it was it was not as seen as such a good thing. I think I felt more at home in my body in New Jersey and even in New York when like we were walking around Brooklyn. I loved it because no one cared what you looked like. You were not the weirdest thing that's out there on the skin that's what's great about new york you are not there's a guy with a parrot on his head you're not the weirdest looking person just because you have an extra 20 pounds like (laughs) it's great it feels so freeing to not give a fuck what you look like so you say environment has to do with it location the people who keep it around you but like i want to know a little bit deeper i want to dig a little bit deeper like how detrimental is some of these things that that you're dealing with in your head like you said like you you're dealing with depression um you were dealing with like all these 
these other triggers that were happening but like what what does that look like to you what what does explain to the people out there that maybe never dealt with any of these these things that you you have um like what does that look like what what are triggers for you what are things that bother you and so same thing for danny because like you said you saw this thing on instagram in which obviously it, it it may have triggered something in your mind to say, hey, I want to go this route. And also, it, it certain things triggered you to say, hey, you wasn't looking at me back then. You're looking at me now. And this like is so about yesterday. Conductor. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to finish this story next week. We know you got <laughs> bills to bathe, things to do. Uh, but we'll see you guys bills later. Bills to bathe. Okay. Bill, bills to pay. You, you get, <laughs> yeah, you get it. And if you guys have any stories that you want to share or any people that you know, I definitely share this video because knowing is half the battle. And quite frankly, um, like, subscribe, share. Uh, We really appreciate the love. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bam. All right.